Ah. Hmm. How will I know who he is? This is him. Sorry. Fork. Amy. I don't know. Your name's not Fork. Yeah, I guessed. It's just... Oh, it's, it's Frank. Uh, do you want to sit? Uh, should we sit? I think it's that little stand. Yeah, come, <laughs> come sit, yeah. Oh, oh, that's... Um, I was on that side. Oh, should I... Oh, no, 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 no it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> Why bring it up? <laughs> Sorry, I'm so bloody nervous. It's, it's my first time on the, you know, the, the system. Me too. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm shitting it, mate. Come to mention it, you do look terrified. Do I? Yeah, you're quaking with fear. Well, maybe shaking with revulsion? At least you stop shitting. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> Should we stop talking that shit in Yeah, maybe order some food. Mm. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Rima. Hey, and I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Black Mirror. Today, we'll be covering the fourth episode from Black Mirror Season 4, titled... Hang the DJ, hang the DJ. (laughs) Keep saying it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm excited to jump into our top five um, with this one because didn't we need this one? Oh my God, like this, (laughs) when I watched this one, uh, I watched it while I was working out one day because there's the last two episodes I I wasn't super excited about, so I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm just, I'll just start watching this and see what's going to happen. Yeah. And like I stop working out and watch this because this is this is by far not only one of my favorite show favorite episodes from Black Mirror, but probably one of my favorite like written shows of all time. Oh, wow, that's that's some high praise. Oh my gosh, this was such a beautifully written like Oh, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm, I'm excited ex- to talk about it for a long time. I'm excited to talk about it too. So, why don't we jump into our top 5 and I'm going to go first because I'm that excited to talk about it. I'm just going to mow you over and (laughs) and just start with my top five. So my number five um, is the first date. And of course, I mean uh, between our favorite couple here that um, is so centric. Um, I really liked that they... Like we see Frank and he it's kind of in the dark and he has no idea what to expect. And you see him talk into this handheld device about where where he needs to go. Um, you see when she walks into the room and, and how I could have forgotten her name. I didn't have it written down here. Um, but, she, you know, they they meet each other and they they both have like that look of excitement and they have like this instant like chemistry attraction and it, you can really see it in their faces. I thought their performances were really great. They hit it off with their light banter. You know, they sit down and they're, you know, kind of laughing about this and laughing about that, um, about, you know, checking out their expiration date. They get a little bummed when they see they only have 12 hours, um, but they have some cute light banner. Um, the only thing that I was thinking, because I was kind of the same with you, it wasn't that I wasn't into it, but it's like I'm always waiting for something to turn because it is Black Mirror after all, right? I mean, not there's so many things that go wrong in these episodes that we can't 
have such a, a happy thing happen, right? So when they start asking if like, oh, are we allowed to share the food? It almost seemed a little ominous because they're kind of looking around like, is anybody yeah. watching? And and the one dude up by the, you know, standing several feet away, kind of like at the bar or whatever, you know, and he's kind of looking at them as they're, you know, sharing their little bites of food. And I'm like, why can't they, why why would they not be allowed to to share food or, you know, so it made me question why, why they couldn't do that. And it almost, that's when I started to kind of pick up that something wasn't quite right about where they were. I didn't know that it was what it was that we found out later. But like with the driverless golf carts, you know, it, it, it had me believing just a little bit that something was a little bit off. But like I said, this is Black Mirror. The show can be futuristic and a little bit off at times. So it didn't seem too far-fetched, you know, this whole situation. And I really, really loved, um, just to, to kind of bring that around, um, their first date was, I loved how they just held hands the whole night and Ooh, I'm just going to yeah. be a big old girl about it and just say, oh, <laughs> uh, no, like I, I've got a, a number on here. It's like the romantic moments. Yeah. And I, I titled them like romantic as fuck because that's what that was. Like it's, it's their first date, you yeah. know, and, and like it, you, you always want to capture that moment. Like if, if you could put like in a capsule, like the first time I met my wife, like that's what I would want to like, you know, just that those feelings, and everything, and Aww, you know, they're, they're Sean. like, oh, well, should we like, like, well, you know, we only have twelve hours, so we don't have to have sex, and you know, they're just laying there in bed, and there's that like, you know, just those sparks are going, and like, you know, both their hearts would have been racing, mm-hmm. and it's just all you can do just to like to hold each other's hands. And it's just like you fall asleep that way. And it's just, you know, like that, like that, I think that was the moment I stopped working out and I'm like, oh, put my hands in my arms. And I'm like, I wish my wife was here right now because she was out of town. I think that, you know, that at that moment, I'm like, oh. And you just wanted to hold her hand. I did. Oh, Sean, you big old softy. I hope, I hope after you record this, you go say that to your wife and you go hold her damn hand because (laughs) she, that's, that to me was almost as intimate as having sex. Right. Well, not, yeah. Not jumping too far ahead. I mean, like this was like right after our, the episode ends, like I sent her a text and then after I watched it a second time, I went up to her and like it, it just it's it's a show. It's an episode like this. that's just like it's like watching. I don't know if you ever watched This Is Us on NBC. I'm familiar, but haven't watched. I know. Bad me. Oh, I mean, that's one of those <laughs> shows that like after you watch it, like you just want to like hold your significant other because like it's it's a very like at least the first season was very realistic especially like if you're just having kids and kind of get you're just married like mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes the gamut and it was the same thing like both of these like I walk up and I you know I tell her like I really just want like this is a, a show that I just want to sit down and watch with her because she's not a big TV person mm-hmm. and I love whenever like episodes and stuff like this can just like make you want to do that like you know there's shows that are funny like oh I gotta watch this with my best friend. And this is one of those that's like, oh, I just want to sit down with my significant other and like just have this like moment and these feelings together watching this unfold. Oh. I kind of hijacked your your number five, but No, you were going right into it. That was perfect. That was way better than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh, such a big old softy. You better you better go say all that to your wife whenever you're done recording tonight. Go I'm let her make know sure she listens much. to this episode. <laughs> no, you just go tell her. Don't don't <laughs> say here, honey, listen to this. <laughs> just go tell her. But it oh, was that's like, super sweet. Like you're saying when they first showed up, like it seemed kind of I mean, because this was an episode I think a lot of people had heard about. I was like, oh well, there's this like um this thing that like basically times how long you can date it's like speed dating but on steroids i'm like okay and you know as they first show up you know like you said they have that chemistry 
And I wasn't sure at first until my second viewing, but I was like, was this their first date? And they, they mentioned like, this is their very, very first time doing this thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like whenever you're dating in like high school or like your first girlfriend, it's like, well, I mean, like, is this, is this like, I mean, I really like you, but like, should I really jump right in on the first one? Like, should I, you know, at least see what else is out there to see if I can find my match? Right. And that's kind of the gist I got from this this bit is like, oh, okay, they're just making sure they can play the field, make sure that, you know, they have different options, and then that's how it figures out their best match. Right. Yeah, I was thinking it was some sort of like um, – because, you know, there's tons of dating apps like Match.com or something, and oh, it's not, I'm not promoting it or anything, people. I'm just naming one because that's what came to my head. But, you know, I thought, oh, they're, they're, they're part of some sort of futuristic – you know, it's not quite an app. Obviously, it's very more, much more involved or whatever than than just you know an app on the phone. Um, clearly, it's there's a lot more going on. But you know, I thought, oh, it's some sort of like dating program, like you said, like a speed dating thing, and you're immersed into this thing. I thought it was real, that's for sure. But um, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it was. So the first time I watched it, the first time I watched it, I didn't realize they were walled in. Mm-hmm. So the whole time they're going to like these houses and stuff like that, I'm like, well, what are they going to do for like their day jobs? You know, like, you know, I got to go to work at some point. And it wasn't until like the the end of the, the episode where they were trying to escape this place. I'm like, oh, OK, they're walled in and like they're just here like an experiment. They can't get away. And we've seen that with other Black Mirror episodes where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we can't go past these walls or we can't do this thing. Like we're, we're kind of isolated. Um, but but the other so the. One of the other moments is kind of from their first date that I thought was super, super romantic was, and and this again goes back to like when you're first dating somebody or when you're first with somebody and it's, you're not living with them because unfortunately I think when you live with somebody, you kind of take each other for granted to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, not that you mean to, but it's just, you know, every day is, you know, it's, it's just kind of like you're trying to get through the day instead of like when you first meet somebody or when you're not living with them, it's more of a like a experiment, experiment, experience to go see them. And as their time ended and they're walking to their separate cars, they held hands like up to the last moment. I know. Even after the time finished, like they're still holding hands as they're like touching hands as, like as long as they can until they have to leave. And like, you know, those are moments that you remember, like I remember with my wife, you know, she was leaving the cars. I was dropping her off, like holding her hand as long as I could, as she could get out of the car or, you know, holding her hand as long as I could till I got out of the house. And, you know, there's times where it's just like, you know, you, you know, it, uh, just just very, very seemed like a very like realistic thing that would happen with like a, a people that had these like emotions for each other early on. Right. Oh, I'm just going to sigh this whole whole time. I'm not going <laughs> to not gonna have anything productive to say. <laughs> just going to go, oh, <laughs> or like that one guy did. <laughs> I've got that. I've got notes on that too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You can't not think about that or, or bring it up because, you know, hey. Um, so was that all of your number five? Anything else you want to say? Uh, so for my number five, I just kind of really had uh, like futuristic love story. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of times, you know, we don't really see uh, – I guess like whenever you think of sci-fi or futuristic, you don't see a lot of like love story type stuff. And yeah. this one is like even without the twist of it being a simulation, you know, it still had a lot of, you know, very futuristic things. It's like, okay, well, this could be a, uh, you know, some type of world where – 
you know, instead of trying to waste time with dating, they try to you know use this thing to keep you in for a couple of years to, you know, find your perfect match. So that way, you know, you don't have to go through the minutia of all that stuff. And, you know, because maybe, you know, we're so super logically or technologically advanced. It's like we just do this. So instead of college and all this, you just come here, you find your mate and then you move on. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's it's you know, it's one of those things that like it's almost Romeo and Juliet. You know, it's like even though this th- these rules are putting us down, like, you know, it's like, fuck the rules, fuck this place, let's just get over the wall, let's, you know, let's just be together. Um, and I just love that, like, very, like, again, like, <sighs> you don't see that that often, this, like, f- like futuristic, like, love story, and that's what it really was. I know, you're so right. It's always about, like, the technology-focused or, um, you know, well, just more sci-fi centric and, and you just don't get a lot of, you know, romance, you know, type things in, in sci-fi. So that's a really good point. I don't know that I've ever, I mean, cause I love sci-fi and stuff and I don't know that I've ever, maybe I'm getting my romantic, you know, needs met from other shows and I don't have to have it in my sci-fi, but it felt fit so beautifully in this episode and was written so well. Um, yeah, I don't remember if Charlie Brooker was the only writer on this, but this is an episode that I <clears throat> I don't know if I if I fully understood Charlie Brooker as being the writer of this cuz I'm I'm going to apologize up front I'm really bad at looking at writers and directors of episodes. Mm-hmm. But this was one like right when the episode ends and it says written by Charlie Brooker like I went out and like oh he wrote all these episodes and then I went out and found him like made like a point to be like dude this this was like one of the most beautifully written things I have ever seen. You know, kudos to you sir because this was awesome. Yeah, I know that he either writes them or he's always like co-writing as far as um, how involved he is. See, I know it was was written by Charlie Brooker, directed by Tim Van Patten. Credited by, and and I know he sometimes co-writes with other people too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the, um, oh gosh, this is horrible that I can't think of her name either, but his um, like co-showrunner, like they'll do episodes together or else he does all of them, but he's always in there somewhere, whether it's alone or whether he does it with somebody. And it looks like he's the only one with the writing credit that I'm looking at. So kudos to you, Charlie Brooker. Yeah, so my number five is just that futuristic love story. (sighs) And what a great one. Good number five and very good point. I love that. We need more. We need more. Take take heed, people. (laughs) Take after this episode. And I don't want to say too much, but, you know, there's another episode from last season that's really similar. And I think a lot of people were making a lot of comparisons to, you know, how uplifting and how different – you know, um, like this one, Hang the DJ was, uh, and then another episode that stands out, um, very similar to this, um, that's a little bit different from what you normally see from Black Mirror. So very good. And I'm, and I don't know how they determine, because this is an anthology. So clearly the episodes don't have to go in order. So I don't know what they do when they make these episodes and then they decide, okay, which one are we releasing first and then second and third and then what order? Because like mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what other episode could have helped me more after watching episode three, Crocodile, than, yeah. <laughs> than watching this one, Hang the DJ. Because I was like, Oh, there's still hope in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's well placed right there in the middle for it, sure. It is. It, it definitely, I'm, I'm uh, maybe a little bit worried about, you know, maybe it's going to go down from here. I haven't seen the other episodes yet. Um, 
and I don't think it's going to go down in a bad way. I just think as far as like the high of like leaving you feeling good. You yeah, know? yeah, like an emotional, like it's like the the roller coaster. Like we're getting really high up. Like oh my gosh, yes. like this futuristic world's great. You're just waiting for that crocodile collapse. Yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, to go back down into the the. Uh, deep despair of Black Mirror that we're so uh, used to, 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 you know, being familiar with. So anyway, so my number four is uh, the system. So the system, I don't know that there was ever really a name for it. I know that like they talked to the coach. That's who they would, when the, hey coach, uh, they would talk into this thing. And, um, but I, trying to figure out and understand the process and exactly what it was doing. You know, it was gathering info um, from you and about you and, and helping you to get the perfect match. And it was funny because, you know, they're holding these little handheld devices and I don't know how familiar you are with Alexa or like the echo Alexa echo dot or whatever. Uh, but yeah, rem- I don't have one, but I'm, yeah, I've seen them and my uh, uh, in-laws have one. Yeah. So it reminded me very much of that, how, you know, you talk into this thing, it's talking back to you. It's got the light that lights up. Cause I have, I have one and it lights up really similar. And it, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's like Alexa. And of course, every time I said Alexa, she was like beeping like, hello, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so it got very confusing there for a while and kind of started to freak me out. Um, but it seems, you know, initially like a good idea, right? Send you out on lots of dates, kind of oh, for forcing sure, yeah. you in a way, because some people, myself included, you know, I think need to be pushed just a little bit because it's like, oh, no, no, that's not for me. I'm too shy or I'm not, I don't know what to, to say to people or I don't, you know, it's not comfortable for me. But I think that's kind of good is to get you out of your comfort zone, you know, and kind of forcing you to do that. So, and, and I'd like the, I don't know that I agreed so much, like what was the point of the, the long-term things? Um, but I, I could see like there were, she had lots of like three day, like what was it? 36 hour dates and stuff. So I thought, well, that's not so bad. I mean, you don't really get to know someone in a day. Like she had, you know, Amy and Frank only had the 12 hours initially when they first on their first date, but I could see like the 36 hour thing that gives you time to spend, you know, a little bit of time with someone, talk to someone, get to know someone, you know, can you get along? Do you completely despise each other? You know, and that seems great. So I thought at first it seemed like a really great system, but then I started to question it when you see it go, you know, along, you know, between, um, you know, uh, their different dates and stuff in different scenarios. So what, what did you think about the system and what it was doing? It was, I mean, it was very interesting at first, you know, I had questions about, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of the awkwardness out of dating. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of times whenever like you go on that first date with somebody, you know, you know, I had a date when I was like 25, you know, like when I was more of an adult. So it's, it's always weird to, at least it felt more weird to be like, Oh, we're going on like a high school date, but I'm like, you know, I'm a professional now and I'm not living at home with my mom and dad. It just felt really weird. But, you know, like this, like you go out, like the food's already chosen for you. So you don't have to worry about picking any food. You don't have to worry about restaurants, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they kind of get past the awkwardness of like, oh, well, are you going to come inside? You know, can you kiss goodnight? Like what's what's going on? It seemed like this, like they, you know, you didn't have to, but it seemed like the system was really set to be like, hey, even though it's only 36 hours, you guys should bang. That's what you guys <laughs> need to do. Because even that one dude's like, you know, usually I find it, you know, easier just to have sex right away. Icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And even she like, you know, it seemed like I I feel bad for Frank because Frank, I think, only had like one or two other relationships. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, when he gets back with Amy, she's like, oh, my God, like, you know, I've just had so many short, like, you know, it's basically like if you meet a girl that like, had like a really crazy college experience. Mm-hmm. So like, I just had this out-of-body experience. I'm sitting over here and there's just this dick just going in and out, in and out. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I was basically miserable for a whole year. So that's, yeah, that's fun. They de- Yeah, they definitely had some different experiences. I think we definitely saw a little bit more of hers um, than, than what we did of his. I think we saw a little bit, but I think we saw like in the montage – that they had later of uh, yeah, and the they different gave her all kinds of experiences too, like all different kinds of dudes. There's a lady thrown in there. Yeah. It's like, hey, we don't know, but you know, you might check the side of the ball field and see if you're if you're game. Well, like I said, it's like getting you out of your comfort zone. I don't know if she if she you know was of that persuasion or not. I mean, it was never really mentioned. You just saw that that was that there was an option there that something happened. And but uh, yeah, get you out of your comfort zone. Maybe you try it. Maybe you like it. You know. <laughs> I don't no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't it be worse than the dude she was with? No kidding. <laughs> uh, let's... So that that's my number four. It's just it's just basically in general uh, with that because I'll probably get into it a little bit more in depth about the situation and and things that they were the situations they were placed in, but just in general about the system itself. So I like it. Yeah. What's your number four? So my number four, I, I touched on a few of them, but it's basically like the romantic moments that came out of this. And so I'll try and hit some of the ones I have. And I, I put them oh. down as romantic AF moments. Let me, so there, there's a let me get the tissues. <laughs> let me get the tissues. Going to make me Let's cry. See. So so the, the, the big ones was like the second time around. So like as they're sitting there getting this dinner, because you know, they basically had all these relationships, and he just came out of a really shitty one. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and they get back together. And they're sitting there and it's like, you know, like, I think like as a dude, you have kind of have those feelings of like, I kind of relate to Frank a little bit. It's like, you know, this is too good to last. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I think it's like, it's, it's as a dude, you're like, I'm going to fuck this up somehow. Like this chick is perfect. I'm going (laughs) to fuck it up. You know, again, I'll probably like say a lot of like, cause I really felt connected to this episode. Cause it it kind of spoke to me like a lot of the things I've been through. Mm -hmm. And I know with my wife, I've told her like the very first time I ever saw her was across the room. At like this party, and Aww. I saw her, but she didn't see me. And my roommate at the time was kind of flirting with her, and I remember seeing her and being like, "That is a chick that is way out of my league." And we just happened to run into each other again at like another little like social gathering, and we chit chatted, and we finally decided to go on like a little date, and uh, you know, really hit it off. And so it's it's very much kind of like you know the whole time I'm like, man, this chick's like way out of my league. Like I'm gonna fuck this up somehow, and. I didn't, which is good, but, uh, you know, I kind of feel like Frank kind of had a lot of those feelings in this episode, and and that goes back to, like, when they met for the second time, and it's like, she's like, listen, let's not check, let's not check what the expiration date, let's just break the rules, let's, like, you know, let's make a deal and not even do it, which is one, I mean, like, you're breaking the system, you're telling, you're saying, fuck the system, we're gonna just do what we want to do, mm-hmm. um, and, like, their banter back and forth is just super, super cute. So, like, as they're getting ready to to get back in the room, you know, for the second time they're back together, and mm-hmm. she's like, all right, well, let's let's do this. It's like, maybe one of us should get naked first. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's sitting there. She's like, I'm going to see your dick. <laughs> and it's just, it's like, like, you know, people who, like, I think genuinely care and love each other, that's the kind of stuff that, like, at least that's the kind of stuff that my wife and I do, like yeah. joking around. Yeah, teasing each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then, and then like the embrace moment. So finally he's like, he, he tries to like combat it a little bit, but then they just like have that embrace of like, I've been waiting so long for this moment. 
that it fi- it's finally going to happen. And yeah. you get to see the montage of like their their time together. And unfortunately, he messes it up by looking at the the time on there. He did. But again, like uh, the notes I have with that is the fact that it's, you know, I feel like that's a dude that's like, I'm going to fuck this up. And he's trying to figure out like, okay, like how much time do I have left? Because I know this can't last forever. Yeah. And and I don't know if it's, uh, I think initially at first their decision to like, let's not look. Let's just not look. Let's just enjoy it. But then how do you know when the time is up? Does a beeper go off? Or I mean, how does it, did you hear it start to count down if you don't look? I was curious. I don't know if that ever got explained that if you don't look, I think if how you do don't you know? look, your, your time doesn't start. So if like, if you don't look at it, you basically are just infinitely in that pre expiration date time. Oh, really? That's the way I kind of took it because I Maybe. think the five years when he looked was like starting right then it would be five years. But before it was kind of infinite time. Oh. I think that was – See, this is one. my head was up in the clouds with all this. I was all going, oh, the whole time. <laughs> that, my just, that was right over me. <laughs> well, and I think what would happen in that is so if uh, – if they would have done that for so long, like maybe the the guard people would have came mm-hmm. because it seemed like at the end of this uh, simulation, it was whenever somebody tried to buck the system is when it considered that that's your perfect match. Right. So like in this situation, if they never would have looked, I'm guessing like somebody would have came and like tried to stop them somehow. And that's when they would have made their escape because I would have loved to see like other simulations because uh-huh. I'm sure like you'd probably have the reverse of it where she was in a bad relationship and then he was like sleeping around all over the place and then they finally get back together and then, you know, they make a run for it somehow. But, you know, there's a thousand stories in this one episode that we'll never, well, there's 999 stories in this episode that we'll never know. I know. I wanted to see, I mean, gosh, they just need to make a bunch more episodes so we can see these other simulations. Hang the DJ, episode one. Hang the DJ, episode two. Hang the DJ episode 755. <laughs> we get to see all of them. <laughs> uh, so I've got two more romantic moments. So the other one I thought was super cute. It was right before he actually looked at the time is when they're sitting on the couch. She's like napping in his lap. Yeah. And he has, he has just that look at her. And it's, it's one of those things again, like you, know, you get in the minutia, you get in the day to day and you kind of take that for granted. But then there's just sometimes where like you can actually stop and you kind of, can block out everything in the world and you look down like at your significant other and you're just like, I'm, I'm really, really lucky. And you, some, and usually it never fails. The other person isn't in that mushy mood. And so they look up, it's like, what are you looking at? What'd you do? Did you just fart? That's what you did. Isn't it? You just farted. <laughs> I'm trying to nap in your lap and you farted. It's like, no, I just, I just love you. What do you want? Nothing. I just love you. So why can't you just let me say I love you and stop being so suspicious about it? <laughs> okay, I did fart, but it was an accident. That was like 10 minutes ago. Uh, and then the last one is that the moment is they like find out that it's like, okay, we're, you know, I'm getting matched up tomorrow. And they decide to kind of break the rules. And so they meet at the table because they can meet one more person. And they're both just like, I want you. Like, you're the person I want. And they're like, just fuck it. I don't care what's over that wall. It's better than spending the rest of my life with anybody but you. Like, I'll take my chances out there with you. And again, it's very Romeo and Juliet. It's very like, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's just Romeo and Juliet. It's, it's a story that's been told throughout history, but you get to actually see it unfold. Um, yes. so just kind of a list of, of different ones. That's my number four is just kind of the romantic moments. 
I love that you have a just a list of romantic moments in your top five because I'm the girl and I don't have a list <laughs> of the romantic moments. So I don't know if this this is telling of what the kind of person I am, but years ago I went to get my hair cut, and uh, I don't remember what the girl was talking about. Is it like sports clips? So it's like a sports themed mm-hmm. haircut place. Yeah, I'm familiar. And the girl says something like, "Oh, I'm really excited to see the new Gerald Butler TV movie coming out." I'm like, "Who's that?" And she's like, oh, he's the guy from 300. I'm like, oh, you mean the dude from P.S. I Love You? <gasps> and she's like, that's very interesting that you would say that movie and I would say 300. It is, but I love it. Aww. Although Your wife's side, so lucky. I won't go down the side rant, but I really did not like P.S. I Love You. Oh, well. But we'll, we'll leave that there. Yeah, we don't have to go into that. That's okay because you had... You had it listed romantic moments, and that will just forever be recorded, and we'll always have that, if nothing else. You don't have to love everything, um, <laughs> all, all the chick. Look, I'm not a chick flick girl, okay? I'm an action – I know Gerard Butler from 300 more than P.S. <laughs> I Love You. So I'm a I'm an action movie chick. I like blowing shit up. I like fast cars, um, and I like, you know, um, things that happen that wouldn't normally happen in real life as far as action movies. Um I'm not a chick flick kind of girl, so I'm cool with that. That's super awesome. What a great, great number four. So that's going to take me into my number three. We're going to go a little bit more of a deeper dive into some of what happened, and that's the other dates. So first of all, how awful was that other girl that he had to date for like a year? Yeah, that's my that's my number three is just completely Frank's second date. I mean – what a hag. I mean, to go from, I mean, granted, they only had 12 hours together, him and Amy, but what an amazing 12 hours. I mean, they totally hit it off, had all this chemistry, really were into each other, didn't want to say goodbye, had to. Um, and I kept thinking, is there like a shooting range around somewhere or some sort of like, are there, what's going to happen to them if they decide not to, which I guess we saw at the end, but that's what I was thinking at that time, you know, in the beginning before we knew, I'm like, gosh, why, why aren't you allowed to see each other again? Clearly you're hitting it off. And then when he saw that the expiration date, like they had a year together and I I was like, why, what was the point? I guess, like I said, maybe my head was in the clouds so much watching this episode. I did not understand the point at all of why he had to be in this relationship for a year. What info is being gathered that's somehow going to help him with future relationships? I mean, clearly, if you're that miserable with someone uh, and with each other, it wasn't just him. She was miserable with him. And I loved it whenever uh, she got real snippy, like they were at that like party or that gathering, whatever it was called, um, with all the other couples. And they're showing that one couple that was like the success story. And he's uh-huh, over there yeah. eating and he eats that garlic dip. And she got real yes. snippy and she's like, oh, garlic, thanks for that. And then he takes <laughs> another big dip of it. Yeah, big old scoop. <laughs> Uh, that was like a big F you, you know, right there. Uh, and it's, I mean, you, you see those two together and like what I see, and again, this is kind of past experiences, like a, a people that are married that just should not be married is really what I saw with that. It's like people who know that this relationship's doomed, but they stick to it because they feel like, well, in this instance, they kind of have to, but even in like some just not very good marriages, like that's the same thing. It's like, I'm not happy. You're not happy. Like, why are we doing this to each other kind of thing? They certainly didn't seem like a couple that had been in a relationship for a year or less as you saw it progress, but they were not 
fully in, in the relationship for a year yet. And it's like, wow, you guys act like you've been married for 15 years. Yeah. Oh, and like the, so I love the cut scene between those two. So like her second date is that like very attractive dude. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, like their, their sexual passion is like, r- like really intense, really sexy. Yeah. And then his is like, she's like, you know, te- was it tiramisu or uh chicken t- Tara? What, what did he eat? He ate some chicken Tara something. Yeah. I don't remember. And, uh, you know, basically it's like, you know, this is gross. Like, no, nope, you just got to do it from behind. And then she's kind of like backseat driving it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, more side to side. Like you're just in and out, in and out. And it's just like. This is miserable. Like I don't even want to do this anymore. Yeah, she, that that was that was a pretty awful experience. And you know, if that's the first time, can you imagine what it was like? Or was there even anything happening after that point? Because like, yeah. what's the point? Um, you know, just let's just get through this year. Clearly, is is what it seemed like to me. Uh, why would you even continue to even try? At that point, but it, it was really interesting because, yeah, Amy's guy, like we saw his experience and clearly that was awful from the minute they laid eyes on each other. Like he seemed like to go into the experience like, you know, like, OK, let's we're going to OK, here's another date. And he seemed, you know, not into it, but he was at least looking like he was going to try. And she's automatically like, ugh, you know, just totally not into it. And um, but then you saw Amy with her date. Uh, the next guy, and she was totally into him. You know, his looks, they seemed to enjoy each other, had some nice little banter. Uh, you know, when they, um, when they were intimate, uh, you know, they seemed to be into each other. Then, uh, you know, obviously things were happening for them, whereas poor Frank, things were not quite happening for him. Mm. And then, but then you start to see, even though the flip side of things, that even though they were like into each other, she was starting to get annoyed by the little things like, you know, after, <laughs> after he would drink something and that I can see where that's totally annoying, but that's kind of what happens is, you know, yeah, you're kind of into someone, but you, it's not really the person you want to be with. And so, you know, or you're not as into that person as maybe what you initially were. And those little things that maybe were cute at first are like super annoying later and really, you know, pick at you. Um, and then I, I thought it was interesting, like, and then there were lots of other dates because we saw a montage, like they finally got through those long-term relationships. They were both clearly happy to be out of them. Uh, no, no worries about, you know, uh, anything worthwhile being experienced out of those. And then we got to see a really cool montage of some of her other dates. We got to see a little bit of conversation and things happening. Uh, and then we had like the montage of the different people that you saw, um, like in and out of her bed. And I really liked that she was able to play with someone of the same sex, but why didn't Frank? Frank didn't get a fella. You didn't see him. Maybe he was. We just didn't see it. Maybe. I mean, you don't really see, you didn't really see him with too many people. It was just really like, like maybe three or four at the most. Yeah. You definitely got more of Amy's, uh, I think a little bit more insight into her experience versus his. And, and clearly I think that was a really good montage to kind of show maybe how empty it was for her because she wasn't with, anybody that she really wanted to be. And I think it just kind of showed the emptiness that she was feeling, you know, with these other people, regardless of how long she was with them, that that's not who she wanted to be with. So that was my number three is just all the other dates and experiences that they had outside of each other. I like that. One theory I kind of have with like why we saw her with more people than him. Mm -hmm. I wonder if in this specific situation, like in this specific uh, simulation, this, this one of the, the thousand, Guys are, uh, and maybe it's just me, I don't know, but it seems like guys are more shallow when it comes to, like, female experiences. So, like, 
you know, like whenever you you talk with somebody, you're like, you know, there's always the question of like, well, how many people have you been with? And I wonder if in this simulation it was like, okay, even if she's been like in a lot more experiences than him, like even some like that are can be considered a little bit more wild, like at least in our Midwestern thoughts, you know, her with a woman, like who, what, what, how does that happen? But, you know, like you wonder if like, is, is he still okay with that to still be with her because of the person she is? And so in this simulation it was like, you know, maybe there's another simulation where she's more of a prude or she's a little bit more shallow, not shallow, a little bit more shy, not, not as like open as she is in this one. Like, does he still go for that version of her? And trying to calculate, like, you know, is he really going to, like, are these two really going to break the rules no matter what the outside tests are that they see, that they go through? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. It does. I'm I'm trying, I was just processing. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much that could be broken down. So good. I like that. I do like that. Okay. So, well, I know we, um, you mentioned that that kind of went into your number three a little bit about what I was saying about that girl. Is that, did you say everything that you want to say or did you have more that you want to say about your number three? No, yeah. So, so for my number three is really just Frank's second relationship. And like, to me, it kind of felt like a, like a bad marriage, like some, like two people <sighs> that were together that shouldn't be. Yes. Um, I kind of like, like one of the other things, like staying in a relationship when you know it's not right for either one of you, but you just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the line that stuck with me was when he's talking to the coach and he's like, basically like, you know, I don't understand why I had to be in this relationship. Cause you know, basically what I've learned, I've learned what it's like to be stuck and you think you can't get out, but both of you, wait, no, sorry. Sorry. That's the, the, uh, the other way I kind of related to it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like being stuck and you think you can't get out, but both of you know, it's wrong. Uh, what do he say? He said something to the effect of like what I've learned. That was a good line. Uh, Dang. What was that? Remember, down. I know, dig Sean, dig, because I don't have that oh, written down. So basically, he, when he's talking to the coach, he's like, "Well, I've learned what it's like to to cohabit with somebody I despise." Yes, and you know that's one of those things that it's like I, I don't know how many people have been through those kinds of relationships. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have, mm-hmm. and you feel trapped. It's like at some point, you know, at least in this world, he knows I have a year. I just got to make it through a year, and then I can move on. But you know, in our world, and that's why this system seemed kind of nice, because you know, like in our world, like if you make that mistake and you're like, like I've had that experience where I'm like, I'm going to be unhappy for the rest of my life. Like you have that realization when you, when you do, so when you get married at an age that you probably shouldn't, and you're like, fuck, like I signed up for this. So I guess that's what I have to do. Right. And, and maybe, you know, as he's questioning it, like the whole time that it's happening, like, why do I have to keep doing this? What lesson am I learning? And then, like you said, at the end, he learned, he says, well, I learned what it's like to cohabitate with someone I despise. Do you think that that experience makes him, uh, like gives you a new appreciation for that person that you do want to be with and to maybe, you know, not take that person for granted and realize how bad it could be or, um, or could it mean, you know, that you don't have to be in a relationship with someone that you don't want to be in or you don't have to be trapped or I don't know. It just seems like it seems like there was a lesson to be learned out of that maybe. Yeah, I think it's I multiple think that, things. I think a lot of times like just like from those experiences, you, you kind of understand it's like, OK, so like relationships aren't just one way. And if I if I'm not happy, like I don't like obviously like there there's work that goes into relationships, like no relationships like easy. But if. If you, you shouldn't like, I relate it back to like high school. Like I would date girls and I would feel like I can't break up with them because I don't want to hurt them. And there's a great, um, 
Mike Birbiglia is an amazing comedian, and mm-hmm. he does like a great like uh, one man show, almost comedy shows. And one of them, he talks about a girl he broke up with, and they both wanted to break up with each other. Like they weren't happy, and it's like, well, why? He goes back years later. He's like, why did we like stick together so long? And she was like, I just didn't want to hurt you. And it's one of those things. It's like I'm willing to be in this shitty relationship because I don't want to hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. And you know, and th- at least in this, like you, you're able to get away with it. But you start get, you know, you see those petty things like start to to come to fruition or come to you know the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just oh man, that relationship like spoke to me in so many ways that like and like you were you were saying earlier, it's like I, I think it does make you appreciate what you can have. And willing to work harder for those things because it's like, okay, well, I know my feelings for, like, my wife now are, like, completely legit. Like, I'm not with her just because I don't want to make her not happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to make her happy because I really care for her. And that's kind of, like, his thing with with, uh, Amy is, like, he's like, you know, this is the girl I want to be with. Like, I've seen what's out there. And, you know, even though this was the first girl I ever dated in this thing, I know she's the one. And I guess it kind of goes back to maybe, like, and that's maybe the bigger question for this episode is, like, do you ever really know, like, who's the one? Because I've always heard people say it's like, you know, well, you know, you know, maybe, you know, that, I don't know. I always always find that as very cliche, but, you know, yeah. sometimes I guess you do know. I think sometimes you can know. And I think when you, I, I'm, ugh, that's just going to, you know, people are just going to think, oh God, you're worthless because you just believe in all this hopeless <laughs> romantic stuff. But I, yeah, I kind of, I don't know if I believe that there's like a soulmate type of thing. I don't know that I believe that so much, but I think that, you know, I believe in instant chemistry. I believe in an instant connection with someone. And I, I can believe that when you can meet someone that you, that, you know, that without a doubt that, you know, that this can happen. I've had similar experience when they, when they had that first, um, I guess you'd consider it like a blind date because you don't, you don't even know for sure, confirm the identity of the person until they literally like get right there. So it's essentially like a blind date, but you know, I've had an experience like that before where you meet and you're, you're pleased you're, you know, with what you see. And then when you start talking, you're pleased with the, you know, the personality and the banter and it just feels right. You know, I've had that. So it, it exists, people. I'm cynical. And if I believe in it, you can too. <laughs> so. Well, I think it all comes to not forcing it too. And that's what you saw with, with Amy and Frank. Is yeah, it was natural. Never forced that. Yeah, it was very natural. And um, not to not to keep talking about me and my wife, but that's kind of how it felt with us. Like, no, we want to hear it, Sean. Keep going <laughs> on about you and your wife. It's so sweet. Well, like any other relationship I've been in, I always felt like it was... Again, it felt like it was forced just because it's like, okay, we're we're together, so we might as well just be together, I guess, because what else is there at this time? But with, you know, me and Tiffany, it's just more of, it's, we're just, you know, we're together because we love being together. Now, we fight, you know, we get on each other's nerves at time, but... Don't ruin you know, it, Sean. Not, Don't ruin it's it. It's not, well, it's not like, <laughs> it, the difference is, is it kind of goes back to Frank and his second girl is like, you know, his second relationship is... I, I could see, like, in that house, like, she would do things that he hated, even though she didn't need to. Like, she she would know that this would make him mad, and she mm-hmm. would do it anyway. Yeah. Just to get a fight going. Um, But, like, when me and my wife fight about something, like, 10 minutes later, like, okay, that was stupid. You know, why why did we fight about that? And, you know, we, we don't hold – I think it's, like, in relationships like Frank had with his second relationship, those are where you, like, you hold grudges because you really don't care for the person. 
Whereas, you know, like the relationship I'm in now, like Frank and Amy, they don't hold grudges. They just kind of react to, you know, they, they work together to get through whatever thing is making them upset. Like, I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at the current situation. Right. Which is, I think, like, that's probably, like, the strongest bond you can have with somebody is when things like that work well. Right. <clears throat> that was that was beautiful. I don't know if I can keep going. Um <laughs> That was really good. Was that all of your number three? Anything else you want to uh, yeah, say? Yeah, that's, that's all my number three. Um, like I said, it kind of hit home a little bit on that, but that's yeah. why I love this episode. Um, God, yeah, because I went through a really shitty marriage, and you know, it was very much kind of that Frank second one. And as I'm watching that, oh like God. I texted, I texted my buddy Rich. I'm like, "Fuck, have you seen Hang the DJ yet?" I'm like, "This is fucking hitting way too close to home." Because um, I was really, I mean, it's Black Mirror, so I'm like, he's going to end up like. Not with the girl, right? Because this is Black Mirror. Frank's going to end up like in a shitty relationship, or right? Something. You keep waiting for that to to happen <laughs> because it's <Yeah>. Black Mirror. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I don't know. I complain a lot about where I am in life sometimes, but it's like if I come back to like you know, I've won the lottery when it comes to the the woman that decided to marry me. I feel like you know that's what Frank is in this simulation. It's like this this is winning the lottery. Yeah. Um, so again, that's just kind of why like I probably over romanticized this episode but no it's just i again charlie brooker fucking nailed this episode in in my if he wrote it for anybody <clears throat> he wrote it for me uh i'll share that with you you don't get it all to yourself <laughs> <laughs> you have to share damn it we're co-hosts <laughs> no i totally get and please do not get me started on bad relationships i've been around mm. way longer than you which means i've had way more than you no it's good it's fine this is not a competition. Um, but no. <laughs> but yeah, that was just my number three is kind of Frank's second relationship. That, yeah. Gosh, we and we could go on and on about how awful that girl was. At least he tried to be nice and, you know, uh, get through it. And she was just absolutely despicable the whole time. I think we could spend so much time on her and their relationship in general. Um, but we don't. I think we've given her enough time. Really good number three. Um so my number two is just the question. It's kind of short uh, because I, I I would like to almost hear more uh, from you than than what I have to say. But my question is, what is better? So is it like better having your mate chosen for you, like through this process or a similar process? Because this was kind of like, I mean, it was it, there was a whole bunch of things I think kind of uh, blended with how this uh, simulation or what we found out to be a simulation didn't know it at the time uh, was like we, we mentioned it's similar to like having a blind date, um, very similar to like having an arranged marriage, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because even though these people weren't married, they were stuck in some long term relationships. Um and yeah, I mean, nine months is nothing to, you know, bat an eye about. Like, that's a long time. When If you're in a bad relationship, it is a long time. You know, that year had to be the longest year of his life. Um, so, poof. Um, but you know what? Like, arranged marriages, some of those work out pretty well. I don't know if you've ever, you know, I don't know anyone personally, like, in an arranged marriage, but I've found it really interesting, the idea. So I've, like, looked it up a little bit and, and read some things and, and saw some things about, you know, arranged marriages. And, um, you know, a lot of people end up pretty happy. And it's like, well, so is it really that bad? Or, you know, um, but, you know, is it better to not have a choice 
and to and to have your choices made for you or to let your emotions and your instinct drive you to who you are right for and not some sort of um, either process or simulation or big brother, whatever it is that's driving all of this, you know, because I didn't know still that this was a simulation until the very end. Um, so I'm just thinking, well, why all these rules? Who says? Who says that this has mm. to be how it is? Because that's I'm such a rule breaker and I question <laughs> everything that I'm like, why? Why does it have to be this way? Who says it has to be this way? What's going to happen if you say, no, fuck this. I'm out of here. You suck. You are a miserable human <laughs> being. And I don't want to spend another damn minute with you. I am out of here. What happens? You know? First date, they bring you f- f- fish cakes. You're like, fuck this. I want pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Screw this diet. I want some pizza. Um, so, I mean, what do you think? What do you think is 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 better? I mean, it's, I mean, these are... Like, so, again, my wife and I met, you know, and, that, and I'll use this as a, another example with, with kind of, I guess it's the only thing I can do because it's off my experience. But, you know, my wife and I met when I was a little bit older, like not super old, but like 25, 26. So we had already kind of lived that like dating life kind of thing, high school, college. And I remember, you know, us talking, uh, it was either when we were engaged or after we got married. And it's like, you know, it's like how awesome it would have been for us to meet when we were like 16 and just, you know, you and I were the only people that like we'd ever been with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and, and this is the reason I love my wife, because she won't romanticize things like that. Like, I say that, and you think, like, <laughs> she'd be like, oh, my God, yeah, wouldn't it be so great? Like, you and I would have been high school, like, sweethearts. And she was realistic about it. She's like, you know what? I don't, because I probably wouldn't have appreciated the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have, we would have dated, and I'd been like, well, there's, there's, like, all guys have to be like this, right? So I'm just going to try something else. Like, you know, you made me mad, or, like, it just, like, there's got to be greener grass, right? Right. And, you know, you think about it's like back to high school, Sean, it's like, you know what, that probably would have been what I would have done, too. I'd been like, okay, so this is great. But like, what else is there? I'm 16. I'm 17. I'm 21. I'm going off to college. Like, there's got to be something else out there, right? And with like the arranged marriages and stuff like that, I mean, you're kind of forced to. So like, you have to be like, okay, well, I have to, I'm forced to love this person. Mm -hmm. So maybe you fall in love by osmosis or whatever, because you have to, or you just aren't going to be happy together or you're just going to kind of cohabitat cohabitat with each other mm-hmm. um but it's you know I, I i'm like i said i kind of like the idea of like you know choices and emotions coming into it because you know like with this like you know it almost seems like you know the the three-day relationships you had are like one night stands it's like you know very much you know uh drunken bender kind of things like you you know you pick up a girl at a party and you guys kind of hit it off and you know you wake up next morning next to each other and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But like with, with like, you know, him seeing her across the room and being able to like fall in love from a distance and slowly fall in love. You know, there's something pretty poetic about that. I think there absolutely is. So good answer is all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. But I I think that was the questions (laughs) that it kind of made you think of a little bit in here because isn't it nice to kind of sometimes give up the control a little bit? I mean, it, it probably so just a would make things easier, but like if you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about picking my food. I don't have to worry about trying to find a date because especially like you were saying earlier, like if you're shy, like finding a date is really tough. Like the dudes in high school and college that like get all the dates are the ones who are pretty much like Steve the D style guys, like just <laughs> jerk faces. <clears throat> so, I mean, to have this thing kind of like try to pair you up would work pretty well. And I wonder if the internet's help with that because – yeah, so. Okay, back to when Tiff and I first decided to hang out, she invited me to a Jersey Shore party over Facebook. Now, if if even if phones were around, I doubt she would have called me at that point. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, technology is kind of already kind of helping force the hand on a lot of these things where people are a little bit braver, start, bolder. Yeah, a little bit braver, kind of communicating over like social network and things like that and kind of, you know, putting their toe in the water without actually having to, you know, make themselves vulnerable. Um, so we kind of have that a little bit today, except, you know, that, that we know of Facebook isn't specifically, you know, saying, Hey, so-and-so you should go on a date with yet. I'm sure that's coming, but Mm, yeah, who knows? We've, we've seen so many of these things from black mirror that like actually happen. So maybe we'll all have date or at least for the people who need it, I guess, uh, have these simulations. Interesting. Awesome. Well, what, what is your number two? All right, so my number two, I didn't pick this up until my second watch, but mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. It almost seemed like they had different styles of relationships, like that are they're very realistic examples. And I give you, and we've kind of talked about a little some of them already. You know, you had one, you had the bad marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, Amy and Frank's first encounter, just kind of like a, um, you know, like a, a, a crossing pass encounter where you're like, huh, like that. There's there's something to that person. Yep. Um, there's the one night stands where she was with the guys for about 36 hours. Uh, there was the marriage one where he, you know, he was, it was not, seemed like he was in a bad marriage. There was her with the nine months, like a, a long, like, okay relationship, but it's the one like the dude's too dumb. I know this isn't go anywhere relationship. Yeah. But it wasn't until my second time that I caught this and I, I'm kind of curious what you think. So when Amy and Frank were together for the second time, mm-hmm. they said, okay, we're not going to look at this time at all. We're, we're not going to look at the time that we have like left, which to me is very much kind of like a, a couple that, you know, is young and, you know, they're like, you know, we have this, we have the world in front of us. We have like this, you know, we have years ahead of us, mm-hmm. but he made the mistake of looking at his coach and the relationship ended abruptly, abruptly. Yeah. And to me, that really signifies like, you know, the loss of somebody to like a tragic event, like, you know, you know, some kind of health issues or an accident or something like that, where you have this person in your life, you're expecting to be with them for infinite amount of time. Like there's no, at this point, there's nobody telling them they can't be together. There's no, there's no expiration date, but now all of a sudden it ends, it's done and it's over and you're not with that person anymore. And they're not even like around in your life anymore. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of hit home when Frank was with that other girl who, you know, he's sitting there talking about Amy this whole time while she's, you know, ah, in on him. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, they just basically go right into it. And this is probably, it's kind of more of a, I don't know if I'd say morbid or darker, like romantic moment, but as they're together, him and this other girl, like they're talking about these two people. And like, to me, this feels more like a moment where like these two people have lost somebody like to a tragic event, like, you know, my wife died in a car accident. Your husband, you know, died of some disease. And we're just together because, like, we're sad and lonely. And what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. And they both have this moment where, like, they're they're being intimate with each other, but they're not. And he's like, do you care if I think about her? And she just is like, well, as long as I can think about him. And, like, it's it's romantically sad. Like it's, it's these two people who are being just so disassociated with each other. Like these people they're with, uh-huh. that they're longing for these, these people that aren't there. And to me, it's again, it just seemed like that situation where two people had lost somebody prematurely and they just kind of end up tripping over each other and just kind of being together. Cause it's like, okay, there's, there's nothing else to be with right at this moment. And you're another human being and I'm a human being like, I'm not getting any satisfaction out of this relationship at this moment i think kind of using each other almost i think that was probably one of their most honest moments of their entire relationship 
I mean, it, it is kind of dark and it's kind of sad to to think that that's how they're going to try and get through this relationship is by, at least in an intimate moment, pretend that the person they're with is someone else. Um, but I feel like that's probably what you kind of do in, in, in long-term miserable relationships, right? I mean, don't, <laughs> Well, and what? even even in that one, it wasn't. It was a different girl. Like it wasn't the chick that was awful to him. Oh, yep, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, um, I'm stuck on so, that one girl. Uh, oh yeah, fuck that chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that just again, it just seemed like you know, and, and so you kind of like you like all these ones kind of were like right up front street. Like they they're like okay, one night stand, bad marriage, bad long term relationship, yada yada yada. And then that one just kind of stood out. I was like, oh shit. Like he's like when he was crying at the end of the bed. Yeah. And like that's like, he's like, oh, well, you need to, you know, leave the premises now. And he's like, can't I just be angry? And to me, that felt like, you know, just somebody that lost somebody prematurely. Like to, like if you lost your significant other to an accident, you'd be like just at the bottomest level you could be, especially when you know it was like a true love like Frank and Amy had. So I thought that was kind of interesting. For my number two is these different kind of relationships and different kind of scenarios that came out. With the with the coach and what they went through, yeah, that's a really good really good point. I th- I think that they probably learned a lot more than what they were realizing. That's for sure. Um, mm. You know, going through through these different simulations and different uh, dating scenarios or long term relationship scenarios, however long that they're they're with these people, that you may not realize it at the time, uh, but you are getting something out of it, even if it's not positive. You know, I feel like there's always a lesson to be learned. I always try to look for, I question things too, like, what the hell is the point of that? And, you know, you try to find a lesson and, and figure out, at least get something. So it doesn't feel like your time is wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see that. So the very good number two, uh, lesson to be learned always. Um, okay, so for, for my number one, and it has to be number one, this is the one time I'm going to claim an actual number one is number one and that was the end (laughs) Mm. i love love how they get back together like they're they're gonna do their goodbye and uh, they they you know decide to rebel and because it totally suits my rebellious spirit like i said i question authority i always ask the question why i'm never satisfied with just any given answer most of the time i want to know why why does it have to be this way um who says and uh, who makes the rules and why do i have to follow them um to a certain extent of course <laughs> i'm not out there breaking the law every day don't <laughs> worry uh, i go over the speed limit a little and that's about it um but i mean you know i'm always questioning why but why do things have to be that way why why can't we think outside the box a little bit i know some people hate that expression so sorry but i loved uh, so many things about how they decided to to be together and and against the odds they were fighting against like you said they had these i don't know what they were called but those guards or whomever that was you know going to try to stop them from from getting away i love how she put her hand up to like that taser thing i thought damn that was brave i don't know if i i'd be willing to do that or not to go that far uh they go and they climb the wall you know to to you know, to get out of the way. It reminded me so much of like the, uh, the wall from game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, it's the great, great Northern wall. <laughs> that they're, 
<laughs> that they're climbing. And I thought, I don't know if I could this do that. This is where the wildlings came from. This is what happened. They why It would have been so much easier had they had a, a ladder like that, right? Um, I definitely know I probably wouldn't be climbing that ladder. I'd say, look, I want to be with you and all, but can, is there a doorway that we can get through? Because I don't do heights. <laughs> At all. Oh, and that was like no like safety net either. No, you're you're there's nothing around you to catch you. You're not on any kind of bungee uh, thing happening here. There's no safety harness or anything. You are just on this these uh, metal bracket thingies. No way. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd definitely be questioning how badly I want to be with this person if I got to climb that thing. Um, but I I loved the end so much. I loved the ninety nine point eight percent match reference yes. in comparison to the nine hundred and ninety eight times out of the thousand in that simulation that they kept choosing each other and bucking the system and rebelling against the system. Um, and it was so sweet because it was like um, like I'd live a thousand lifetimes and still choose. Uh, you to spend 99.8% with 99.8% of the time. Yes. 99.8% <laughs> of the time I would always choose you. And it, you know, I am such a hopeless romantic. I know I kind of mentioned it already. Um, despite the huge cynic in, in me, uh, that's always like doubting and, you know, questioning all the time. I am still a true hopeless romantic and it just really spoke to me because, like I said, I've 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 had that with someone, and I think with that someone I would do uh, nine hundred ninety eight times out of a thousand. <laughs> so it was so sweet. I think I might have teared up a little bit, and I thought that it was so great with this with this episode. It was so uplifting, and um, I loved the end when they when they like you were talking about. Uh, you know, that look across the room, you know, as they both are looking at their dating apps and they see 99.8 match and they see each other's pictures and they look across the room and it's just like, oh, you know, you, you went through all this to, to get to here. And I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was well written. I thought it was uplifting. I thought it was hopeful. And um, I just loved it. I just gushed and gushed and gushed about this episode and was like asking some of the people, have you seen this one yet? You know? <laughs> Um, I thought it was it was it was a beautiful episode and uh, definitely a, a hopeful light in what we needed in in a kind of a dark series so, or season anyway so far. So that's that's my number one. I could go on right. and on and I'll probably just end up crying about it or something. So <laughs> I'll stop. Well, that's well stated. I mean, that just kind of my number one was just kind of like, how do you know the perfect match? Like you're ninety nine point eight percent. Like you know, with this, you know, and you're kind of asking too, like if we knew like. A lot of times, like, questions Black Mirror is like, were these things sentient? Like, did they kind of, was it actually just a program, or did they actually, like, feel and everything like we know Black Mirror is to typically, typically happens? Mm-hmm. They kind of use these, uh, these simulations to go through all these types of relationships to kind of help, you know, like, the people looking at this, like, oh, okay, there's this dude here. And really, like, the story of their relationship, like, the beginning of that story, like, is the end of this. So there's another story coming on with, like, a real life couple mm-hmm. you know like you kind of wonder like you know where are they 20 years from now yeah did they realize what their 90 998 percent simulations went through just to make this happen exactly but no i think your number one kind of tied real well into my number one <sighs> feel free to elaborate if you have more to add because i kept it pretty short and sweet because like i said i could go on and on about the romanticism and the symbolism and how, and and relate to it in some way, but um, it, it'll just probably bring me to tears. I'm I'm a little yeah. emotional today, so I probably don't need to <laughs> well, go on and on. 
I think I got mopey enough, so I think I'm probably ready for some notes. It was refreshing, Sean. Nobody's going to give was. you shit. Don't worry about this, it. This is an episode that like, I could see flipping on. Like, I don't like Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and my wife doesn't either. Cause, but I don't either. This is like one of those like Valentine's Day type movies. like Or just a time where it's like I really feel like I just want to get in the mood of where I just want to hold like hold each other. Yeah. This is the thing I would flip on. Yeah. And really like if Tiffany and I if she if she listens to this, now she has some like material. But like if we're ever fighting, like if she flips this on, I'm gonna be like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'll take out the trash. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. It's really good. I'm glad to hear I'm not the only person that doesn't care for Valentine's Day. Uh, I hate I hate it. I don't like it. I mean, I, I, I think that the sentiment kind of behind it is sweet to have a sweetheart's kind of day. But I think that you should have more than just one day a year dedicated to your sweetheart or to show someone that you love them or appreciate them. I think you should do small romantic gestures for each other. It doesn't have to be every day, but, you know, more than just on Valentine's Day. And I don't I, you know, I just don't I don't dig it at all uh give me flowers on a random tuesday don't give me flowers on valentine's mm. day you know just bring home a, a, a single rose or just a single flower a bunch of wild flowers or something that you picked on the side of the road or um write me a sweet note sweet text um even something doesn't have to be in and, and and i like it when it's random i don't like it when you're told to do it because it feels like it's not deep and meaningful so Thank you. I, f- I feel like I get weird looks whenever I'm like, oh, Valentine's Day, whatever, you know. So one thing, uh, so if, if there's anybody out there that's in relationships, one thing Tiffany and I have been doing lately, and uh, it, it's been really nice, is because like sometimes when you text again, you just kind of fall into the minutia of like, you know, hey, can you pick up diapers on the way home? Hey, yeah, you we're remember out of milk. toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we did, because she just found it through like just some ideas like how to strengthen your marriage, like good things to do. We created an email address that's just for like sweet texts or sweet pictures or sweet like, you know, one line things. So it's something that, you know, we just go to whenever we feel like, you know, sending something sweet or sending like a picture we found that's cute or articles that we find are interesting and use that just for that. Like it's not for chores. It's not for, you know, any kind of like uh, things that you just normally text for. It's more set for things like that. And it's it's been pretty cool for both of us to have that, I think. So if anybody's out there that wants to try that out. You know, I wasn't like super excited about it because I worried it'd be one of those things we just do for a week and then stop. It would burn out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or feel not genuine, but it feels more genuine than, you know, a text, you know, throughout the day when it's like, oh, I'm, you know, busy at work. Oh, that's a that's a cute picture. But I've got 10 other things going on. Whereas the email, I kind of like, oh, hey, I've got like a down 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to take a look at this. And it's like, oh, it's that's, you know, super sweet. Oh, I think that's a really good idea because it's kind of like you're keeping your business and your personal email separate. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and, it, it and not that your well. emails to each other or text to each other's business, but like you said, it can get pretty mundane and pretty uh, mm-hmm. just day to day. Like you said, um, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? Oh, yeah, we're out of diapers. Uh, you know, that's not, you know, that's just that everyday stuff. And that's okay. You have to have that kind of communication, um, you know, and it happens. And we're all definitely there. It's necessary uh, because if, you know, hey, you don't know that 
if she found out you went to the store and didn't tell her and you were out of diapers and then you come home and she's like, oh, oh, why yeah. didn't you freaking tell uh, me? I, you could have got diapers. So, hey, it's necessary, folks, and we get that. But that's super sweet. It kind of keeps that that separate and you have those sweet moments. It's separate from the – you don't have the don't forget the diapers text right above the I really miss you today, sweetheart, or I really want to hold exactly, your hand when I yeah. get home or something. Here's a cute article about how you're like the most amazing wife ever next to – the picture of the kid throwing up on the floor. Yes. Well, look what happened this morning or something. And then, yeah, I love you so much, honey. And the next text, it's kind of, <laughs> I think that is a wonderful idea. And I think would really help the, the, the couples that are in, uh, you know, Maybe not the first year that you've been together, but, you know, you've been married a little bit, you have a child, you both, you know, if you have the jobs and just those things get intermingled, it's nice to have something a little bit separate to have those sweet moments to each other. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Gosh, we should all be like you. Of course, I need to find (laughs) someone first, but... um, you know, I, I will model after that. You've inspired me, Sean, as I'm sure you've inspired lots of others that are listening. Date, David Harbour's looking for a date to that wedding, so. Well, have you seen me tweet about it already? <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I said I have a couple cute, really black, you know, uh, cute black dresses that are perfect for weddings. I have great <laughs> shoes. I can do hair and makeup like no other, and I can proofread a speech because he's, he's going to have to give a speech, and I'm a good proofreader. I bound, I'm, and I help generate really great ideas so I can help you write that that speech and help you officiate you got to send him this episode of our uh, of our podcast be like David Arbor I'm pretty sure you just passed the coach for me you're my 99.8% absolutely yeah I'll have to have to send it out I'm not giving up I've already sent out a couple tweets to be like you know hey hashtag wedding date you know <laughs> <laughs> I look really cute in those dresses and I have nowhere else to wear them <laughs> <laughs> I am a and I'm a fun girl. I am a fun date. So hook me up, David Harbor. Let's make this happen. <laughs> if anybody's listening, make it happen. Help a girl out. Um, that's that's really awesome. I think that's super awesome of you and your wife that that you guys do that. Like you said, all relationships take work. It's so easy to take that person for granted and praise you two for acknowledging that and taking steps to keep things fresh and light between you guys. I think that's wonderful. So I don't have, I'm going to fess up pretty much everything that I wanted to say, because like I said, I could go on all day long about um, how romantic all of this was for me. Cause, and I'm not a chick flick kind of girl or any of that stuff, but this really hit home for me too, like it did for you. So I don't have any notes, but I want to hear your notes. I, I think we have a lot more to talk about probably. Yep. I just got a couple quick notes. So we, we kind of mentioned a little bit, but the dude that uh, was eyeing all the time after taking drinks so again, <laughs> yes. we cut back to, you know, he drinks and he does his awe or whatever. And then they start getting intimate and you see like the scene of him under the covers and rocking her world. And you're like, okay, like this is why you're with this guy. Cause he's awesome. And then halfway through as he's under the covers, he just goes, ah. what was that? And I'm like, oh dude, that is like, who does that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that, I get it after taking a drink. I think sometimes we're all oh, a little yeah. guilty of it, you know, uh, maybe not as consistently as him. But what was that in that moment? <laughs> Come on. Really, in that moment. 
that takes you out of it. I'm sorry. Oh, it did. And you saw it too. Like she did a great job in that scene where she's just kind of like, she's like really into it. And then it's just like after that, she's like, nope. Like, <sighs> just roll over. Yep. Just call it a night. Done. Oh my um, gosh. I, I thought it was really cool that, cause in Black Mirror, it always seems like the go-to whenever they're in things is like, oh, it's a simulation. seems like that's, that's a lot of the episodes tend mm-hmm. to, to fall back on that. Mm-hmm. And I love that when these two are talking at that gazebo, she's like, so what you're saying is we're in a simulation. I was like, oh, red herring. They're not in a simulation. I didn't even think they were. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of, you know, took you on a little Scooby-Doo chase and you find out that, yeah, okay, they are in a simulation. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of a cool detour. Very good point. Yeah, that was twi- That was a twist I didn't see coming. I didn't think of that at all, that, that that's how it was going to end up. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, when they were escaping and then, like, the lights went out, I was like, oh, okay, like, Maybe this is some kind of like um, everybody's acting, mm-hmm. like a, a Truman Show type thing. Oh yeah, good. But then when like you saw the digitalization and all this, like the the world kind of dissolving, I was like, oh okay, they are in a simulation. Yeah, that's that's kind of clever. It was. It was good. The last thing I had, I can't figure out what it meant, but whenever they skip things, like on water, mm-hmm. it always skipped four times, no matter what. Oh, good, good connection. I don't think I picked up on it four. I loved when she threw hers in the pool. Count to four oh, yeah. and sh- 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 across the pool it went. Because she was asking him sometime when they were skipping rocks. She's like, have you ever had more than four? And each time she chucked it was four times. I, n- I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I didn't know if you knew maybe, but I'm definitely curious what the, the listeners think. Yeah, everyone, if you've watched and, and <coughs> you know, because you know what, in, in my reading of, you know, because I was looking up news and different things on the episode, I don't see that I ever, and maybe there's something on Reddit, because I don't go into Reddit, and I know you do, Sean, so maybe you can poke around out there because you're familiar with it and I'm not. Um, I don't, I didn't see anything about the skipping and the number four or anything like that, but that is a really good point. Um because then I, I didn't make the connection then that that was any type of, of simulation. And I don't think that I did until, uh, well, like you said, at, at the time that they were doing the digitization. And at the time when they were doing their little, you know, talking about rebelling or when they're, you know, well, what's going to happen? You know, if we do, she's like, do you remember anything before this? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But I was like, well, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a simulation. I mean, they could be in some sort of like Matrix-like type of thing or something you know the first time they did that it threw me off because i thought she meant before they got back to the restaurant right it's like i thought like they couldn't remember any of their dates like any of their people they could only remember each other mm-hmm. but she, that second time view i'm like oh she means before they got here to this walled in place right yeah i didn't i still didn't think it was quite what it ended up being but um i thought oh now we're getting somewhere now we're getting to the meat and potatoes and seeing that maybe this isn't what you think it is. Um, so they just, just light bulb moment. The only thing I could think of maybe that the four represented it's season four and episode four. <gasps> maybe that's just kind of a little Easter egg there. I don't know. Sean, that seems you're a freaking genius. <laughs> I like it. If that, if that's what it is, that's kind of like not as satisfying, but you know, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it and I'm okay with it. <laughs> if you, if you find out, you better tell me and listeners, oh, we'll do. if you guys, uh, I'm going to go see if I can find anything myself, but if I go down into the Reddit world, into the deep darkness of Reddit world, I'll never get out. Um, those people suck you in. Uh, oh, no offense yeah. to Reddit Hours people. I'm, I'm good. It just, it, it, it it's like a, it's, uh, like 
Reddit is like its own internet. It's like once you get into the internet, you think I'm just going to go look this thing up for five minutes and I'm and I'm out of here. And at 3 a.m. you're watching cat videos. It's like you get swept in and you don't know how the hell you ended up there. And that's what I feel like when I go into Reddit. It's a wonderful place, but I feel like it sucks me in and I don't know where how I ended up there and, and where I got to um, where I usually end up, which is some weird place that I never thought I'd be. Uh, so, yeah, if anyone's made those connections, I'd love to hear it on that four. But I like it. I'll take yours. I'm 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 a little bit more easily satisfied, Sean. I'll take it. Um, okay, perfect. Is that all 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 your notes? That's that's all the notes I have. Awesome. I like it. Okay. Well, now we're gonna go. We got a little bit of news. Not there wasn't too much on this episode. I was really kind of disappointed because after I watched this episode, I was like, oh, now I must go read everything about this episode <laughs> <laughs> because when I love something, I want to know everything there is to know about it and shockingly there just wasn't a whole lot out there about this so we only have a couple of news items i'll go ahead and get us started since i started our number five or our top five um first article that we have is from the hollywood reporter so what if there was a spotify for dating that was the question charlie brooker asked himself when thinking up one of the breakout episodes from the recent fourth season of black mirror hang the dj What if there was a service that was a bit like Spotify for dates, Brooker asks. It could generate a playlist of relationships. It would tell you who you were going to be going out with next and for how long. The system is learning from your reaction to being paired with all these different types of people. Once it's figured it's learned enough about you, it will then pair you up with the ultimate soulmate. The online dating episode was described by Brooker's partner, executive producer Annabelle Jones, as Black Mirror's first rom-com, which explained its romantic tropes and surprise ending. Black Mirror always, or episodes always have a twist, but Brooker and Jones remained unpredictable with the well-received rebellious love story. In a way, Hang the DJ is a world in which all your romantic worries are kind of taken care of, says Brooker. Um, it's like a codified version of real life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know if I qual- call this a rom-com, though. It's more of like a romantic drama maybe yeah i don't know if it's if it would quite qualify as a rom-com i agree with 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 what you say on that it it did have a cute some cute funny moments like like a rom-com but it wasn't i wouldn't categorize it as a comedy more more dramatic wasn't like oh no i lost your dog what will i ever do (laughs) yeah it definitely wasn't quite that far um but i think i think as far as the black mirror world is as far as it's gonna ever get as a rom-com that's for sure (laughs) oh for sure yeah i guess that's a good point compared to most this is a rom-com yeah definitely for for black mirror but i thought it was uh really great and i loved hearing what he had to say about it himself you know to kind of see what his inspiration was and what his thought process was um so i thought that was really interesting. So from Wikipedia, according to Annabelle Jones, the series co-creator, Hang the DJ was intended to reflect on the state of dating in this present day and the general sense of loneliness. Uh, One. Oh, okay. Thank you. One challenge with the episode was to keep the twist the, the that most of the events took place within a computer simulation, unclear in, until the very end, but still providing enough detail to have the viewer be aware that something was off with the setting. Another aspect that Brooker and his writers discussed was how long to have the semi-permanent relationship between Amy and Frank to last, which they ultimately settled on five years. Brooker said that when Frank discovers that time 
this when Frank discovers this time period that it's not devastating news, but it's not forever. So he would think, okay, that's a reasonable amount of time for a serious relationship, a serious bond. I kind of go back. My theory on that is if they never looked, there wouldn't be a time. I th- I think that's pretty reasonable because, look, don't you – I mean, you know when you get with someone, you don't know how long you're going to be together. Is it going to be 12 hours, 36 hours, a year, nine months, five years? Is it going to be forever? Um, I think if you're really into that person, you probably think, oh, this is going to be forever. But don't you think that you act – or okay so we don't know because in real life we don't know we don't have these simulations to tell us an expiration date but don't you think that would make you act differently if you did know like if you knew that this relationship that you're in is only going to last one year that you're going to act differently not knowing the expiration date i mean if you know it's going to be just three days you're going to be like okay well you know i'm not going to like tell you my deepest emotional thoughts like it seemed like in this universe, too, it's like, let's just see how much sex we can have. That's right. what we'll do for three days. Like you're not going to try to make a connection with anyone or get to take the time to know someone if you know it's only going to last 36 hours. You're not going to, like you said, you're not going to spill your deepest, darkest secrets. It's going to be really superficial. It's not going to be genuine. Uh, and that's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a one-night stand or whatever, and there's nothing wrong with those little short relationships or something like that. I'm not saying that there is, but and if that's what you're looking for, that's fine. Um, but I think that if you know that it's only going to last three days, you're probably not going to get too deep with a person. It's going to be really superficial. Oh, no. It's going to be, you know, uh, not really fake maybe, but just not really genuine. And uh, Versus if you think you're going to be with someone long-term where you probably would – try to connect like make more of a connection with someone so uh i think that's and i think that's why the time changed for him uh whenever he did look because maybe this could have been forever but because he looked it changed to five years and then it kept going down oh yeah you know and i think that's why because it's like well you couldn't wait like you guys agreed to waiting you kind of cheated a little bit and looked and so therefore your relationship isn't going to last as long know what i mean Mm-hmm. No, I completely so, agree. I think that's a good point. Anyway, that's just my rambling thoughts. I've had a little bit of wine, so I'm rambling right now. <laughs> so, sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, now we're at one of my most favorite parts is what you guys thought about this episode. I didn't read too hard because I love getting these um, reactions in a genuine manner. So I'm real anxious to hear what you guys thought about this episode. So um I'll start off. The first one we have is from Erica Land. She says, I really enjoyed this episode. Short and sweet. Pate Gallant said, maybe the best this season. Love having the one episode that doesn't end in a depressing way. The whole episode, I was rooting for them the whole time. And feeling his pain during that year relationship was the with the worst person on earth. The end blew me away. Honestly, did not see that twist coming. And the whole ending after it had my jaw dropped. And then it slowly formed into a huge smile. Perfection. I agree, Peg. I agree, Peg. Good good thoughts. Um, Onwen Carver Holthausen. I'm so sorry, Onwen, if I said that wrong. Um, and I wish I could say this in your lovely accent, but you know I'm going to butcher it. So I will refrain. <laughs> she says... Loved it. I really liked their chemistry and that every single thing that was annoying or hard or heartbreaking was just the same as relationships in the real world. I love how this show doesn't assume viewers are stupid and need everything laid out for them. We get to piece it together slowly as each episode reveals its own rules and parameters. I loved the sequence at the end when you realize we had watched just one of a thousand simulations. What a delightful treat amongst all the darkness. Oh, Uh, Onwen. Great points. points. You said it beautifully. Thank you. 
Laura Willie Swink says, I love this one so much. A much needed and rare uplifting Black Mirror episode after last week's dark and depressing crocodile. I've never experienced the virtual dating scene because I've been married forever <laughs> with her 99.8. She wrote that in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the concept of a machine knowing better than ourselves who our best match in was both laughable and incredibly frightening. I love seeing Frank and Amy's journey through painful and meaningless relationships just to come around to each other again. The nearest black mirror will probably ever get to a rom-com. The end had me <clears throat> applauding for the two of them and their defiance of their cyber dating overlords. My one question is, do you think Frank and Amy in the real world were in, in a different time? The tit- titular Smith song playing in the bar and Frank and Amy's dress seemed to be set in the early 80s. Mm, good question. Well, I mean, everything does come back, and I think the '80s is probably. I mean, we see with like Strange and D- or Stranger Things, like that's making a comeback. So '80s are coming back. Yeah, I did notice that it did seem um, the the environment was a little bit different. They both looked a little bit different. Maybe the music was just a throwback because it was a great song. That's something, uh, Laura. You are my sister in music. We always uh, have a great common ground uh, with the music. So I agree with you, but I don't. I think that's a really good question. I don't know because I think with Black Mirror, you never know. So when some things seem futuristic, they're not quite as futuristic. I think we saw with Archangel, like the technology was very advanced, like computers and and tablets and the whole Archangel system uh, where they injected her, uh, you know, with this um, device and this microchip. That was very advanced. But when you looked at the houses, um, and you looked at the cars, it was like looking at it today, you know, the, the cars weren't these little self-driven cars. They didn't look advanced. The homes looked like the house that you'd see looking out at your house now in your neighborhood. Um, the, the technology in the homes besides the computers and tablets or whatever didn't seem very advanced. So I think it's kind of hard to, to really say what time, you know, and how futuristic, uh, cause Archangel I thought could have been today. Or even years ago. Um, so I don't know. That's interesting, though. Very good question. Well, I, I think to her point about like a machine knowing better than themselves, too, like it's actually not even the machine saying like the machine's guessing it and saying like, oh, you should be married to this person. Uh-huh. But if if each time with that specific person, you basically said, OK, well, that's who I'll end up with. That would get thrown out. The only time that it really said like this is yours is when there was that rebellion. It was 998 times out of a thousand you rebelled. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of just like you basically at like no matter what, like you're saying fuck the system to basically prove the system right, which I thought was really interesting. I know. There's so many um like things that, that you that you can take out of this episode. Not only was it just beautifully written and the characters were great and I think the acting was really great. Um but just so many takeaways, I think. I think you could probably watch this a couple more times and get something different out of it, you know? So good. Love you, Charlie Brooker. Um, as if I didn't love you before. Um, <laughs> we have one from Twitter. This is from at Crazy Homebody Girl. Uh, she says, I, <laughs> like that handle. Uh, she says, I liked it. The ending threw me off. Uh, we got one from Instagram from SueFu74. Hi, guys. I really love this episode, especially since the last episode was so heavy and dark. Hang the DJ was so smart on point without giving away too much. Can't wait to hear your thoughts this week. 
I hope you're listening right now so you can hear our thoughts. And <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for yours. Um, I love how everyone has has continuously give us, given us some really great feedback. I, I think everything that everyone says is really smart. We have so many smart listeners that I love how you guys make me think and question a little bit more and make us um, think a little bit harder about the episodes and give us good points that we may not have, have thought about um, and drive us in different ways. So thank you all so much uh, for writing in and taking the time. Cause it's, it's easy just to kind of listen to a podcast and like it, but it, it's another step and shows us the love when you guys take the extra time to write us. So thank you guys so much. It's uh, very much appreciated. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Okay. What do we got for next week, Sean? All right. So next week, we'll be covering the fifth episode from season four of Black Mirror titled Metalhead. This is futurist. My my prediction is this is a futuristic metal battle of the bands. That's what's going to be. You know what? That's right up my alley because that's in, <laughs> that was my 90s, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so as always, we're really excited for you to look into the black mirror with us. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Stranger TCast. And you can also check us out on Instagram at Stranger Undercat underscore. Blah, blah, blah. You can also check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like the Westworld cast at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed or any of the other great Podcastica podcasts on Apple Podcasts. There's a lot of good ones. Go check them out. And while you're at it... Make sure to go check out Sean on his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, that comes out yeah. every Sunday. Inching so much closer to 200 episodes. Oh my gosh. Champagne time. <laughs> <laughs> An excuse to drink. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. Episode 22, Hang the DJ. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Onwen Carver Holtzhausen is strange indeed. I mean, the first night, how did you feel? Oh, I just felt safe, happy, comfortable. It, it, it felt like it felt like something locked into place, you know, like we met before. Like it, like it happened before and like it'll happen again, like it's happened a thousand times over and over again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Ever since we've met, this world has been toying with us. It's trying to keep us apart. It's, I swear it is, and the two of us rebelling together is something to do with passing it. We gotta fuck it all off. <laughs> exactly, we've just gotta pop the whole thing off and go. Yeah, over the wall. Fight over it, no matter what's out there. Okay.
Tesco.